everybody. Welcome to Big Blend Radio with Nancy and Lisa. You know, we love old highways and I was going to say haunted highways, and this is really true what we're talking about today, haunted highway. Uh, we're going to talk about the Jefferson Highway. This is something we talk about every fourth Thursday, uh, and I encourage you to go to this website, jeffersonhighway.org. Um, this is a very historic highway that was start. I'm going to say, back 1916, and this was the editor of Better Homes and Magazine who said, hey, we got to do this highway. It's a very cool thing that's going to do good stuff for tourism and all kinds of things. And it became the very first vacation route. And we do have the president uh, of the association, the Jefferson Highway Association on the show, Roger Bell. So he's going to correct me very soon. But this highway became a big deal. And of course, you know, things change. World wars happen and highways get forgotten. And uh, now what's so cool is the highway is on this amazing revival and we're so excited about it. Nancy and I are going to be doing a lot of more travel on this highway over the next few years. We're going to be doing a special magazine with it. We're going to be doing a special travel guide just on this highway that goes from Winnipeg, Canada, all the way to New Orleans, the uh, Pines to Palm Highway. And we're also going to Winnipeg tonight, which is very exciting on today's show because we've been talking a lot about North America, obviously, and then United States of America, but we need to cross the border into Canada. So we've got a special guest, Matthew Comas, joining us. So I'm going to bring Roger Bell on the show, the president of the association. Roger, welcome back. And did I get anything wrong or did I get anything right even about the Jefferson Highway? Well, Lisa, it was actually formed in the fall of 1915, but I knew it. I was obviously, it didn't, you know, it didn't really start moving forward until 1916. So I'll give you, I'll, I'll let you slide a little. Hey, listen, it's only a few months, right? You but, know, it's uh, only a yeah. few months. It's only a yeah, few it's months. Yeah, it's only a few months. But, uh, yeah, so we're, uh, the highway has a great amount of history, heritage. It is a true Americana route. And we mm. are really excited about uh, the revival and being out in the road in the last month on a few places. It's always exciting when you go in a place and you start talking to somebody and they're starting to already hear about things that are moving forward before we even uh, talk to them the first time. So, uh, yes, things are moving, and, and uh, we're, we're glad you're part of that, uh, uh, Lisa and Nancy. Thank, Thank you. you. We, we're excited, dude. I mean, yeah. seriously, I'm like, I have to we say, can't dude, wait to start. Listen, this is like the are... most epic road trip yeah, thing now. We're going to do know? it. So we need this to all... be the road trip. It is the road trip. And I think it was one of the first road trips for our country, right? And 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 then going over the border, which is a big Yes, deal. it was one of the first uh, um, highways as such mm. in the country and arguably the first international highway uh, mm-hmm. going into Canada. Wow. And yeah, so that was- leads us to our, our guest uh, today, Matthew Comas. He's the founder of Winnipeg Ghost Walk. Uh, he's also the author of the best-selling books, Haunted Winnipeg and Haunted Manitoba. Uh, Roger tracked him down because he's like, he was like, I'm looking for people with, you know, th- about ghosts in, in, you know, Canada cool. and Winnipeg, of course. So I encourage you to go to his website, winnipegghostwalk.com. Welcome, Matthew. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me tonight. Hey, That's this cool. is great. We're excited. You're our first Canadian guest on the show. 
talking about the Jefferson Highway. We're so excited about this. And Nancy wants to know if you found our relatives like floating in a hotel somewhere or something or in the back alleys, probably where they are. But, you know, I'm just saying, um, I, I just, you know, it's so exciting that you do ghost walks. I know primarily over fall and October, but you've written these books and people can call you and say, hey, we've got a group. But what was it that led you to doing ghost walks? And, and taking people on mm. tours? It, it was kind of by accident, to tell you the truth. I've been doing tours for, for now, I guess, about 20 years. And mm. the number one question you get on tours, and I think this is true probably around the world, it's not, oh, who lived here? How old this building is? People mm. always ask you, is it haunted? It doesn't matter mm. what the tour is about. People will always ask, you know, the, oh, the history is nice, but does it have a ghost? So... Mm. I realized there's obviously a lot of interest in it. And the first night I started doing ghost tours, it was cold. It was raining. I thought I would show up, wait around a few minutes and go home. And 20 people came out in the cold rain to go on the ghost tour. So, yeah. See, but it's true. It's we, interesting. We went, Nancy's into it. I I'm think, so you know, into it. Yeah. I, because I think that people want to connect with the past and that's one way of making history become alive for them but connecting with the past with a relative is something that is I don't know it just calls you you know mm -hmm. and, and given tours in my area uh, on mm -hmm. this over the year and I kind of happened on it myself um, I went on a tour first time I was traveling and I was in Charleston, South Carolina. Mm -hmm. And I went on a tour there, uh, thought to see something to do in the evening. Of course, I like history, as you know. And I thought, well, mm -hmm. I'd be interesting to go on this. And what I saw is it was really fun. You learned a lot. You learned a lot about things that were um, not always common. And, uh, mm -hmm. and I, and I just saw that this is a great opportunity when I got back to try it, not knowing if it would succeed. And now I've been, this is the 18th year that I've been involved mm -hmm. in tours here wow. and it just grows and people are just brought in so much by the ghost and the fun and not, you know, whatever it is, but, uh, it's a way really, I found to, uh, people leave, they learn a lot, you know, they really, yeah. They, and then and, and, and they appreciate the, the community and, and I think even more. And I'm sure it's the same way in Winnipeg. Mm. Yeah. I think sure. it's I it's think it's everywhere. Oh so uh a way yeah. to teach history and people don't even realize they're teaching them history, sort of. Mm. That's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, I and love that. You just see the looks on people. And there's always some fun element, you know. I try to I try to make uh, I, I try to add a little bit of fun elements to them you know, every once in a while. <laughs> and, mm. and uh, we, you know, we take some crazy pictures during our tour, you know, for fun and we have some other things, but um, you know, it's uh, uh, every one of them uh, are a little bit different um, and uh, the guest anyway. <laughs> and, and uh, you know, some, it, you know, I leave a lot of times I leave them and I, I found them to be some of my most fun tours just because, mm because uh, the interaction you get with your guests and the questions I think you get are, are they're, they're interested, you know? You know so. mm -hmm. Well, I think what's great about these tours is it gets kids interested in history. It gets, you know, everybody having this story and like, Ooh, Ooh. And 
you become more observational and you start like looking to see if you can see one and you know a ghost or you know a spirit. I don't think and, it matters. Um, the age doesn't matter. That's another great no. thing. You're exactly right. You know, you can have teenagers and mm-hmm. to uh, you know uh, senior citizens. It doesn't matter. They're they're all interested in the ghost stories and. And uh, yeah. it's a way to really connect, I think, families because the whole families go on a lot of these tours in all ages. And, and mm. uh, I, I find them uh, uh, quite good because a lot of times some of my other tours, I don't get to see some of those younger kids or some of those uh, other elements. And uh, But uh, uh, anyway, it's so uh, uh, I'm really excited to have Matthew on with us. Yeah. And, uh, we and, got we got uh, Canadian ghosts to talk about. I mean, uh, and this is exciting. This is exciting because we're talking about ghosts and hotels. Roger, you you said you wanted to talk it. about hotels because this is such a big important part of well, you know, the as we're bringing back as we're bringing back this route, you know, one of the things we look at compared to let's say for example Route sixty six, you don't mm-hmm. have. You know, there's some interesting places around, obviously lodging. A lot of the lodging was motels or tourist courts or stuff like that. But on this Jefferson Highway era, you got a lot of really iconic grand hotels and historic hotels. Some of them, they're no longer hotels today. They're still there. But some of them that are still, you know, you can check in today. When I toured the whole route, um, most of the whole route in 2017, I stayed in historic lodging all the way, and um, it's almost everyone had a, a, a fun ghost story to it, which was oh, interesting cool. to me. And awesome. uh, you know, so that's you know, I think that's you know, as people go up the Jefferson Highway and tour it, you know, this are these are you know, some of the fun things you can. Go out in the evening, for example, if you're going to be in Winnipeg, you can uh, look up Matthew and his site and go on one of his tours in the evening uh, mm-hmm. while you're there. It's something to do at night. It's a lot of fun. I think. And then awesome. and then you have go and then you have a cocktail. Right. And then you go in your mm-hmm. room at night and go whatever okay, you want to do. What was so, that? Yeah. What was that bump in the night? Right. Yeah, you might want to go ghost hunting the rest of the night. I don't know. I know. <laughs> I know. You start photographing everything. Hey, listen, the digital cameras are like a, a, a big deal for this. And we've been in historic homes um, yeah. with audio recording <laughs> stuff. And we've done our own weird, you know, stuff on, on this. And listen, it really does make you listen and see and use all your senses. And mm-hmm. That includes your imagination. I'm just going to say that, right? Oh, yeah. it, it does. Oh, yeah. And I think it's so exciting. So, Matthew, going to your, tell us a little bit. Let's let's go to Winnipeg because many of us haven't been there. Um, we, we're we're I I've heard all about the Red River that it flows backwards, which means you guys have got some crazy <laughs> supernatural powers going on. Um, I've heard all kinds of things about That's the peg, like as my friend calls it. Um, but, you know, tell, tell us a little bit about Winnipeg and, you know, what the history is like, you know, because it seems to me like it's quite metropolitan, you know, even though you guys do have prairie land, right? Yeah, for, for sure it is. And yeah, you mentioned the Red River. It is, yeah, unique sort of in that it flows, you know, as you said, it's, for most people, it seems kind of backwards. But that river was the link to Hudson Bay, where a lot of the earliest settlers uh, came from and headed down, you know, 
all the way from Hudson Bay to uh, to Winnipeg, which is yeah, right in the the prairies. And from there, like indigenous people, you know, Native Americans have been here for thousands and thousands of years. But mm. the settlers kind of went from sort of a village to the third largest city in Canada in just a few decades. So it went from a couple hundred people to tens of thousands very, very quickly. Wow. Um, kind of like similar to Chicago in some ways. Sometimes it was even called the Chicago of the North. Really? Mm. Yeah. Wow. Is that, that because that, of the uh, water? I've heard that mentioned, especially like in the uh, early uh, days of Jefferson Highway, that it was going to be the new Chicago or something. Like oh, that. wow. Huh. Yeah, we never huh. reached the population size, but we definitely, even some of the building architecture is quite similar to uh, to Chicago. Okay, hmm. but do you have the blues? Like, now that's important. The blues music has to happen if you're going to be well, they've got They've got a lot. They've got some music up there. That's another, that's another show, Lisa. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I know. But like, you know, not, not so much blues, but we definitely have a pretty strong local, uh, local music culture. And Winnipeg is some ways an isolated city. It's seven hours usually to drive to, to Minneapolis. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the closest okay. large city. Um, there's no other cities wow. of any real size within several hours drive so it kind of makes it unique in some ways uh, because kind of a hub you know up yeah. there is to go to is uh, and i uh, you know hmm. one of the one of the things you know uh, when we look at the, the history of the jefferson highway is it's starting there and a lot of the early uh, um highway uh, tours what we call sociability runs for the Premier Manitoba would uh, and others would come all the way down the route and go all the way to New Orleans. A lot of them started at the uh, Fort Gary Hotel there, and uh, mm-hmm. I know that our we, we had a previous podcast a few months ago where we had our man, our friend uh, Bill Johnson mm-hmm. and his wife Jane. That's where they stayed, and they lived. You know, they left there, and they and I showed them a picture of that. Um, group starting out and I said that's where they parked that morning in that same area so it was just kind of cool but that hotel is I've never stayed there but I've heard so many great things about it and it's my is it haunted it has a little Matthew is it haunted (laughs) yeah definitely has some ghost stories it is very much a landmark uh building in the city uh yeah and still as you said a place that you could have stayed when the highway opened and you can still still stay there to this day it's uh, chateau style. It's very much almost like a large castle. And it was a railway hotel. And they do think it's haunted. And it sort of got off to a little bit of a rough start because the, the railway's owner, uh, Charles Hayes, was returning from England and unfortunately selected the Titanic as his return vessel. Oh. So you can guess uh, <laughs> guess how that story ends. Unfortunately, he, yeah, he was still, uh, this was just before the hotel was, uh, it hadn't quite opened yet. Um, so he, he was tragically killed at the beginning. And then during construction, wow. um, a worker fell down the elevator shaft. Uh, it was kind of a, a Otis went start. down. Sorry. Yeah. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. So the, the guy goes down. And so that's the, that whole mystery of there is like, okay, so does he ride with you? And I mean, how does he haunt people? 
Well, they don't know if he's necessary. I haven't heard about him being in the elevator. Um, the most common. Oh, cool. That, that would be spooky. There is sometimes <laughs> they, see, they see a person on the roof, which they wonder if that's him. Uh, security guards ah. tend to spot this person at night. And of course, they're concerned, but they can never find anyone on the roof. Uh, as soon as they get to the roof, it's always empty. But yet they still see see this person standing mm. up there. And in fact, the hotel print shop is still on the roof. Um, it has like their original printing presses. It's it's very difficult to access now, but uh, back when they yeah. used to have to print everything, you know, in house. Of course, now it's so so different. But wow! So That's when you cool. take people on tours, are they able to see the hotel? I mean, is it mostly like the downtown? Tell us about that. Like, is it the historic downtown, or are you seeing like, you know? We've never been to Winnipeg, Nancy and I, that we know of, but we know we have family there. So you yeah. may have experienced one of our relatives as a ghost somewhere. But <laughs> um, is it like a historic quaint downtown? What's the downtown? Or do you have city scrapers, like, you know, the big skyscraper things? And then, I mean, do you it's have that historic mixture. charm? Um, it's quite a mixture. There's historic buildings. There's much more modern office buildings. Our downtown's fairly big, so it kind of sprawls out a little bit it has entertainment area like the Mm. main hockey arena and theaters but the area that i do not all but a lot of my tours is called the exchange district which is a huge collection of historic buildings over a hundred historic buildings wow Uh, and that's where a lot of the ghost stories are Uh, the hotel for gary is actually not right in that neighborhood but that's kind of a, a focal point for downtown. And that's where a lot of your restaurants and bars and theaters and, and stores are is in that, that neighborhood, the exchange mm. district. Is there some wow. kind of room? Is there some kind of special room in the Fort Gary that supposedly has some stories to it? If I remember right, or is that just. Yes. Uh, room 202, which apparently uh, is actually Ooh. really difficult to book into because so many people want to want to stay in yeah. the haunted room, especially yes. in October. Um the story behind it is that uh, shortly after the hotel opened, a newlywed couple on their based on their honeymoon booked into room two hundred two. Uh, the wife started feeling unwell, so her husband went out to to go to the pharmacy to try to to get her some medicine. And on the way back from the pharmacy, was hit and killed by a car, and she <laughs> is waiting. And waiting in the room and eventually there's a knock on the door and it's the hotel manager who has to you know break this tragic news to her so she went from being a new bride to to a widow in you know just hours really mm. um and that oh. she remains at the hotel but that night overcome with grief uh she hangs herself in the room's closet jeez oh, and wow. there's when they start getting these reports of yeah people seeing this woman in the room or uh, hotel staff have talked about dark stains, that, like blood stains, almost they've cleaned and they reappear in the closet and uh, oh, like that over over the years. So, oh, so it's, the blood it's booked stain up thing in is October. Weird. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's the a, blood stain. So you know the blood stain thing. We we um, do a mm-hmm. show on uh, the National Parks Arts Foundation, all their artists and residents in national parks across the country every first Friday, and one of them stayed in Gettysburg. Mm. And we went to see this house and the house is, everybody knows it's haunted and it's actually, you can rent it on Airbnb, but um, (laughs) they, this house, he said when he was there, they knew they could feel it, him and his wife. And 
this and he sent me photos and I'm sorry, I know it could be old house stuff, but all of a sudden this house oozed what looks like blood on the side of just one wall, just this blood coming down. And I have the photos. It's creepy. And it's, it's, it's weird. Matthew, have you ever had people take pictures and show you things and on your tour, stuff like that? Yeah. People often take photos. I don't know if we've ever seen blood stains, but definitely lights and shadows and, you know, effects like that for sure. Do you get those, Roger? I mean, and yeah, I want to go I've to Roger some, with you. Yeah. You're in Oklahoma. Tell everybody where where people can access I, I, your tours. My, I'm in Muskogee, Oklahoma, which is a much mm-hmm. smaller community than Winnipeg. But we were, you know, Winnipeg in a, and the, Muskogee was original cardinal point. There were 14 communities on the route that were original cardinal points where the route had to go through as it was established. And my hometown, Muskogee, was one, but we're only about 40,000 in population. But we were a community that blew up around uh, right before statehood in Oklahoma, around uh, 1900, 1907, and uh, at one time was larger than the city of Tulsa, Oklahoma. And uh, we have a lot of history and legends here, a lot of Western uh, outlaw history here. And mm. more uh, deputy marshals killed within a hundred mile radius of Muskogee than anywhere in American history. Wow. wow. So there's just a lot of, a lot of stories mm. here. And, um, as I started giving tours about 18 years ago, um, not really knowing where it would lead me, uh, and they've become so popular and, uh, uh, that uh, typically I have, I don't know that I've ever gone on a tour in recent history that have not sold out that I've wow. given on the haunted area, um, including this year. Um, but we have, uh, uh, one of the things that we have here is a uh, historic hotel here called the Seavers Hotel. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was built um, by a gentleman by the name of Captain Frederick Severs, who uh, had uh, been a pioneer in Indian Territory, what is now Eastern Oklahoma, and uh, he had gained a lot of wealth uh, through his uh, interaction with the uh, Creek uh, Muskogee Nation tribe here, and uh, he uh, had fought actually with them during the Civil War. And they gave him head, basically head rights, and uh, uh, he built hmm. a lot of his wealth uh, through that. And he was getting up in age, and he made a decision that he was going to uh, build something lasting. And uh, he knew some of his friends were building hotels, so he wanted to build the grandest hotel he could. So in 1910, he started out. He moved his actual own house from the side of where it was and moved it, which it still stands. And uh, he uh, spent almost a good portion of his wealth uh, and mortgaged the rest to build this hotel. It was almost, it was a, in 1910, it was about a half a million dollars, uh, which was quite a bit wow, of money in that that's time. that's a lot back then. It had everything, wow. it had everything first class. It was 10 stories hall. It had about 225 rooms in it. Whoa. Um, and, uh, of course at that time, we, a lot of people thought Muskogee was going to be one of the biggest, if not the biggest city in the, in the, uh, state of <laughs> Oklahoma. 
Uh, and very interesting that Matthew just said about the the, uh, the gentleman passing away and, and, and haunting the hotel. Yeah, we got the same. We got a similar story. Mm. Captain Seavers put so much passion into that hotel, and he got to see uh, in April of 1912. He got to see the Seavers crest flag flown over the top of the hotel. And uh, within about a week, uh, he died. And oh. uh, he never wow. got to see the grand opening. He never got to see the hotel oh. running. Uh, they weren't even, <laughs> there was a lot oh. of going around. And mm -hmm. uh, I worked in the building because later on it was restored as a, as a, as a uh, in the, it, it was a hotel up until. Uh, in the mid 1970s here and then mm. it became um, kind of a rough place you know longer term residence stuff like that and we just mm. and it was restored during the 1980s uh, by a bank that I went to work for and uh, I used to work I in thought the you were you were running the rough place Roger come on and it was like okay you know I would be there working late at night and you know you just kind of felt edgy you know I don't know mm. what it was but mm. and then like years later you know I hear all these stories about things going on and some of the things people would just all of a sudden mysterious things would be missing you know that were there one day or another and uh there was um strange noises we had these really mm. cool stairs that kind of uh, uh go around a semicircle and uh, to go up to the, the the ballroom which was where i was working and it was a, and you would hear people footsteps going up at some times and you go okay who's coming upstairs and there would be nobody there mm. no cool and, and you know <laughs> and people would say they would see somebody outside at night look like, you know it looked like a you know, man dressed up in period outfits and stuff. And, and, and it was just, uh, he would just um, disappear hmm. sometimes. And there was a lot of story. But then there's another story in this hotel that uh, in 1931, there was the Seavers Hotel murders uh, that uh -oh. occurred. That became, it was national news. It was on all, it was in all newspapers in the country. Some gentlemen from Connecticut came into town. They were loan brokers, and they were came in to check on. This is right after the stock market crash or time period, and they came to check on some investments. They checked into the hotel, and within a few hours, um, they were no more, and they were their bodies oh, were mm -mm. found. Uh, wow! Around, but there was one of the one gentleman that was with them was found gagged and bound to a chair. And uh, the rest were all dead. Uh, and wow. uh, these were pretty important people in Connecticut. And uh, they, uh, uh, you know, it, the seventh floor was where this all occurred. And uh, about four or five years ago, that, that area was totally being uh, the people had moved out of there. It was under renovations. And I had some new people up there that were friends of mine. And they kept telling me, Roger, so there's up on the seventh floor up here. We keep getting some really strange deals going on up here. And I said, well, hate to tell you, but you're on the floor with the murders happen. <laughs> oh, no. Dude. And, you know, and, and they started, they actually did a little bit of a video about some of the things that were going on up there. 
I haven't yeah. heard about it recently, but we, we gave uh, some of our tours up there uh, on the seventh floor and also the basement, which has a lot of real fun activity uh, that goes on there. Um, wow. So, <laughs> you know, it, and, and, you know, we, every once in a while, you know, we'll, uh, some of our tours uh, will get some kind of strange picture or somebody will hear something. Uh, uh, it's always uh, quite interesting. That's so cool about it. I think that's the thing is it's something where, you know, you can experience something through a photo or a sound or, you know, and if you're staying in there, that's a whole other, mm -hmm. you know, you're going to experience mm -hmm. it. But I, I want to go to Matthew in Winnipeg uh, on these tours. Have you had any evidence come through? Um, have you experienced, a, you know, a ghost or a spirit or have your, you know, your guests on your tours experienced something in photos and that kind of thing? So not at one of the hotels, but I, I do a lot of tours with a local museum. It's called Seven Oaks House and it's the, mm. the oldest house in Winnipeg. And it would have been a, mm. a farmhouse initially and it's built in the 1850s. So for, for Winnipeg, that's quite quite old I know for some places on the highway that wouldn't uh wouldn't be nearly as old uh and there I used to work as a, a guide um not doing ghost tours it was a, a summer student job and we would hear again you would hear things you'd hear footsteps upstairs when you knew no one else was there or you'd hear sometimes we'd hear something smashing which if you work in a museum that's kind of the worst sound to hear yeah exactly right if you want to stay with the artifact yeah yeah exactly so, but we'd never find anything. Uh, and then one day I was working with my coworker who firmly does not believe in ghosts. And we put down mm -hmm. some ant poison on, on the grounds that morning. And we hear these footsteps on the front porch. It is the big, you know, wraparound porch around the whole house. So I went to tell the person, because sometimes people would come walk their dogs. It's, it's located in a park. And I wanted to make sure they didn't take their dog onto the lawn because the, the ant poison Mm -hmm. And I go out on the porch and no one's there. And my coworker follows two seconds later. And he's like, oh, where are they? I'm like, yeah, I thought I heard someone on the porch. And he's like, for sure they were walking on the porch. So we, he goes one direction. I go the other. We search the whole property and nobody is there. No one is there. And both of us, 100% are positive someone was walking down that porch. That's crazy. See, that that's, that's when you kind of have to go, okay, there's more to life than us right you know what i mean it's we've it's had that, a couple of moments. really we've had a couple of really interesting deals you know one of them was not really on a tour but uh it's a building that we give tours in it's a historic home that was built in 1895 uh in the indian territory at that time out on the mm. Open prairie now it's all around it's an historic home uh, that is called the Thomas Foreman home here in Muskogee. And we were, um, I was showing a new director who didn't stay with us for very long um, of a museum here. And, and this was part of her job was to oversee this facility. And uh, so, you know, I was telling her about the haunted tours we give and different things. And I was also telling her about the building and all the great history of this uh, that's involved in this because Everything in this house is original. I mean, it's, you know, a lot of historic buildings, you bring back things, but this one, the people just left everything and it's got history oh, in, wow. in every corner. And uh, they had art there from all over the world. They were um, prolific uh, uh, people that uh, traveled the world and they were friends of artists. And 
the director was making some, I thought, you know, kind of some comments on some things. And there was a picture hanging on, uh, actually it was hanging on a door. And uh, we were leaving the room. We went to another room. And we're, we're quite a ways from this. We're in a, we're, uh, you know, a couple of rooms down from this. And all of a sudden we hear this loud crash. And mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, what was that? Uh, of course, I've given ghosters here. <laughs> I know, I know the reputation of the home. And we go back in the room, and the picture that was hanging very sturdily on this door mm. is now probably ten to twelve feet away from the door in the middle of the room. Ooh, mm. dude! And there's no explanation that I can uh-uh. give anybody about how that got that far. <laughs> Mm, no, and no. Freak, we got out of there pretty quick. I'm going to tell you. <laughs> okay, so I, I want to bring Louisiana into this. So Natchitoches, Louisiana. You know, we love Natchitoches, and um, everyone, you've got to go to Natchitoches. So go to the website natchitoches.com. It's N-A-T-C-H-I-T-O-C-H-E-S. It's just it 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 just it sounds different than how you write it. Um, it is the most historic site or, you know, most historic city in the state of Louisiana and um, on the trail. So we go to Natchitoches for the very, very first time. And we stayed at the Sweet Cane Inn, mm-hmm. uh, bed and breakfast right off of actually <laughs> right. It, I mean, you could walk to the Jefferson Highway Park from there. And that was said to be a little bit haunted and I, I was even just on their website and they don't promote it but um but there there is spirits in there and like I was saying before we went on the show like you it's one of you know it's that old where you have chains on the toilet you know and they're way up there the cisterns at the top but like there were there was like a vibe in that place but mm-hmm. we went from there and we went down to Alexandria and I know Alexandria is also on the highway and um we also, you know, so we went to the Bayou Rapide Cemetery. Also, everybody, the American Cemetery in Natchitoches is the oldest cemetery. And there's a whole other thing going on there. We went to the Bayou Rapide Cemetery in Alexandria. And mm-hmm. I got stuck in the back seat of the car and I couldn't get out. I got <laughs> locked in by my no. uh, The seatbelt locked me in the car. And no. they had to get me out of the car. No, seriously. The other place that's weird there is the Camp Plantation has a whole other vibe. There's there's no way been that place is haunted. We, we went there on there. our tour. Uh, oh. we, were, we were in Natchitoches in 2019 for a conference, and we went to the Camp Plantation. And you're right, there's kind of a strange vibe. There's, a, there's no way it's not. Then, okay, so uh-huh. then we go back the next time we went back to Natchitoches. Um, Arlene like said, Oh, we got to go do like the, you know, no man's land, um, Arlene gold. And, you know, everyone knows Arlene on our shows right. and she's like, go on, you girls are going to go to Manny. You're going to go to all these different towns and then you're going to go to DeRitter. Okay. Hello, DeRitter. Like seriously. Okay. So we went to Leesville, DeRitter and in DeRitter, they have an amazing museum, by the way, you guys have to go check that out. Uh, the boat, I think it's a Beauregard it's Beauregard Parish. Anyway, I know it's Beauregard Parish, but this museum downtown by the railroad is insanely cool. But down the street is the Gothic Jail. This mm-hmm. place. I mean, this is a different kind of hotel. Dude, okay, this creepy. is the hotel. 
This is the hotel for people that did something. No, and when you go in, it's a gothic mm -hmm. building. And when you go in, it's a circular staircase, just like if you're going in a lighthouse. No. And so what I didn't learn, I didn't know this, but dude. the jail people, the jailer, whatever the dude, the head dude and his family lives in the jail building with the prisoners so that you go in the door and that's is where their family would have been and the baby's little crib is there and i'm like what and then you mm -hmm. go in the kitchen and then they're mm -hmm. showing like oh no these two guys who killed a taxi driver and threw the threw him in the mm -hmm. car or whatever pushed it into a swamp right so these two guys were in there and they worked in the kitchen. You walk through the kitchen and then you go in the middle and they have this big noose hanging down to represent the fact that these two men were hanged. And then their bodies were taking out the front door uh -huh. and the entire town comes out. OK, because back in the day when anybody was hanged, people came oh, out and like had a, a picnic, party, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. With their kids. And, and as Bob, Bob Dylan may say it's the Bear Mountain picnic. But anyway. Yeah. So they come out and they watch this entire thing, right? So anyway, we go through this whole cell thing and they just started renovating and fixing this up and starting Halloween things. And you guys have to check this Gothic jail out. Man, it's crazy. You go up the stairs. I swear to God, somebody put their head, their hand on my head. I could feel <laughs> some. There's no yeah. way you're going to tell me anybody else touched my yeah. head. Like, you yeah. know, when someone not just pat your head, they they like when, you know, hello, little girl, like kind of thing. And then you go up to the top and it's <laughs> freaky. There's a women's cell and the women no, used to hang their their boobies out. Sorry, ladies and gentlemen, but they did out the window. To get candy from you know the guys and whatever and just fun. Mm. So then they put the women inside a cell within the cell so that yeah. they couldn't go out the window. And so I mean, <laughs> because the women nice. were naughty in this jail, but this, I, this yeah, I don't know about this story. I need to check this, this one. No, this jail, is but cool. I'm just saying it's this is so my funny. hotel story Louisiana. <laughs> No, well, you know funny. the bent, you know, the Grand Bentley in Alexandria, which is one of the, it's a treasure on the route, and and mm. it, you know, it's uh, uh it's supposedly haunted. Uh, they uh, it has a big, big staircase when you go up the lobby there, and somebody supposedly fell off the balcony there and died. Uh, mm. And uh, uh, and also yeah. the Mister Bentley himself uh, died in the hotel in '38, and he's supposed to haunt it. So it's it's uh, oh. it's one really cool hotel. Now, Matthew, you there's one there's another hotel there that has a lot of history on the Jefferson Highway. There's the Marlboro. Is that one that you know anything about? Yeah, the Marlboro Hotel was built again to be kind of a luxury hotel. Um, unfortunately for the owners, they opened in 1914. Winnipeg had been going through a huge boom. Uh, the hotel opens and promptly uh, First World War is declared. The boom goes bust and they're, they're, they're out of business in six months. Somewhere. Uh, it became a, an army barracks. I think maybe the most comfortable army barracks in the in the country wow. at that point. Um, but after the war, it reopens as a hotel. And yeah, it was a fancy hotel. They had Italian marble and Tiffany light Ooh. fixtures. Oh, wow. rubs, like. They advertised quite a bit in our Jefferson Highway uh, magazines in that time. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's neat to know. So it was a it was a fancy place to stay. 
uh, and they had a really famous guest at one point, uh, Sir Winston Churchill. Now, I'd love to Ooh. tell you he's haunting the hotel. Uh, unfortunately, that's that's not the case. Um, as cool yeah. as I'll tell you if be. he's haunting it, he'd be like, I'm Bummer. here. Yeah, that, that would be quite an attraction. <laughs> but the room they named in his honor after he stayed there, which is their one of their banquet rooms, uh, they, and it's still called the Churchill Room to this day, there's definitely people have seen a ghost in that room. And uh, mm-hmm. one occasion, the employee maybe wasn't the best employee because he would go into that room basically to have to take a nap, you know, have a, a snooze. <laughs> Um, and in hotels, you know, sometimes you work, you're working late. So he would push yeah. together a few of the chairs, grab an extra pillow and, and lay down for a bit. And he had done this, he said, a few times until one time something just abruptly woke him up and he went from asleep to wide awake, mm. opens his eyes and right above him, he said, was a woman in kind of a long, older style dress. And he just ran from, from the room and you could only <laughs> get him back in there. Uh, when there was a banquet on now and you know lots of people and all the lights and uh, and many mm. people have seen this this woman in in the basement and in the the Ooh. church room and kind of throughout throughout cool. the building wow that's wow. that's wild that's i mean cool. is this still a hotel today it is yeah it still is uh is a hotel today uh mm-hmm. it's yeah, a com- cool. combination there are some people in his residence and uh, a little bit different role than it once was, but it is still, you still can get a room there and, and stay there. Ooh, she's going to oh, walk I'm going to have halls. to go to Glenn, Glenn Burroughs, who's our um, <laughs> England correspondent, and he does family history and needs tours in Norfolk, England, and see if he mm. can connect. Because he found out his family is in Canada and ended up yeah. going to Canada to meet them. This mm-hmm. is like, and it's all from one church document like from way back when and mm-hmm. it goes back to history of the 1812 war and i mean it's crazy and then he found this whole family that he has it's it's insane and he's been to canada twice over this so you you know this is oh roger we have to do a family history thing now you know yeah because this is a whole other thing you know well you know there's so much there's so, you know? we go through this all the time you open one door and you get another one but you know one of the most one of the interesting thing to me is two of the longest running holiday festivals in the country are both on the Jefferson highway route. Mm. Uh, uh, you, you, you mentioned Natchitoches, you know, the Christmas festivals coming yeah. up, which has been going mm-hmm. forever, but Anoka, Minnesota, which is just on the in a suburb North, um, West of Minneapolis is considered the Halloween capital of the world. And uh, mm-hmm. they promote that, and and they uh, started all in 1920 when uh, I think some kids were causing a bunch of uh, doing tricking, you know, and stuff like Halloween they did back mm-hmm. in the day caused a bunch of problems. So uh, some civic leaders there came up with the idea to, to do a celebration where all of them could be doing all this together, and they formed a Halloween committee. This is 1920, mm-hmm. and uh, so this cool. is the time of the. the main period of the Jefferson Highway and uh, they started this they came up with the idea to do a, 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 one of the early Halloween parades and and celebration yeah, they've been cool. doing celebrations there every year uh, since 1920 the only exceptions wow. have been uh, during World War II I think uh, maybe a few years and obviously COVID but outside of that 
they've always had a festival and a parade and, mm, cool. and they also have some interested haunted history because the interesting enough the state mental asylum uh, uh, was in their community <laughs> and that building is still there and they give they give is a lot of ghost tours and stuff there <laughs> so I'm I'm looking forward to the day when I can actually get back up to Anoka. I did not spend much time on my one trip there, and uh, oh. it'd be cool to be there in the Halloween time, uh, right? That's now, cool. Sure. That's cool. I mean that about so, Jack Nicholson because the one flew over the cuckoo's nest. But I know. But so, do you think that you have to be open to see a ghost, and so some people will see a ghost in the same in a room? with another person who will never see that ghost because they're closed-minded against then, that. Okay, happening. but wait. Okay, so Matthew, you heard. You and your co-worker heard mm. a ghost. Yeah. Whether or not you believed it, right? Or did you believe it then? It's one of those things, yeah, it's hard. I guess it's hard to know. And, and I find with the tours, some people come on absolutely believing and other people oh. exact opposite and i yeah I think for tours and and for the books to some extent it, it doesn't really matter it's i think people get something out of it whether they're yeah a diehard believer or a complete skeptic yeah. or or most people i'd say are somewhere in between those those two yeah mm -hmm. um, but i think they can still I, hear people like hearing you know the the ghost stories we think you know gather around the campfire mm -hmm. Exactly. That's exactly the way I'd put it. I mean, people just love. I mean, when you're a little kid, you gather around the campfire and hear ghost stories. You know, they're just part of cool. Americana. They're part of probably not even Americana. They're part of you know, everyone in the world probably tells ghost stories from time to time. And, no, but it's how you know. connect to history. I think mm -hmm. if if history teachers could get their nose out of the book instead of always reading a book in front of the class about history and they told it in. Yeah, Nancy, you're right on there. When I, you know, when yeah. I, when I, when I give you know what his, you know what history tours, I can give people, <laughs> I can talk to people about it or I can write to people about it, but you know, it doesn't, but when you're actually giving and you're out and you can see huh? the building, you're in the building where these events happen. Yeah, or it just it just brings it. Uh, that that's right. why we're doing the highway. I mean, yeah, yeah. Exactly. so much happened. It, it gives you this you direction. Can, you can you know? feel like if you let yourself, if you let yourself, and I have to make that point, if you let yourself feel when you go into a room, if you say to yourself, let me feel a presence or not. Okay, just open that. Sometimes you will. Most time you won't, but once in a while, you're gonna go, D, I got a chill. Dude, Matthew, welcome to our woo-woo show. <laughs> no, no, Matthew, I, Matthew, I've got a question for you too. It's mm. just uh, you know, you wrote a book on uh, haunted Manitoba, it's not just Winnipeg. Mm. Is is there anything else that comes to your mind? Uh not sure how familiar you are with the route um as it comes in that area. Is there anything that comes to your mind that just uh yeah, I actually, I did look, look at some of the other smaller communities. Um, and I don't, that's not to say there aren't ghost stories from that area, but I haven't been able to collect too many. Mm -hmm. um, some of the areas tend to be a little bit more conservative, religious conservative, and they don't always, 
Mm. Even if they have experiences, they won't necessarily uh, tell, you I guess, just tell you about Keep it. Keep them under wraps. Uh-huh. So we don't have Ooh. too many, too many other stories along the route. Oh, I have, but I have a question on the religious okay. part on that. Yeah, With the religious yeah, communities where they, no, no, because I, I gotta go. Um, and I'm sorry, I keep going. No, no, we've been watching uh-huh. the Vicar of Dibley. Sorry, the Father, no, Son, no, no, and Holy but, Ghost. No, if but you believe is, um, in the Holy Ghost. Why don't you believe in the non-Holy Ghost? I don't, don't. Don't well, yeah, we're gonna get I'll, emails, see. Nancy. Now, <laughs> I'll, I'll no, tell but. you this much: one of our most popular sites in Archer, Archer is actually in a church. See, there you go. See, uh, and, the, and they to... let us go into the church because they yeah. have the same thing. Uh, well, so, uh... Matthew, what what was it? Was it Quaker? Like, what happened in when? Like, what was? I I'm just Uh-oh. clueless <laughs> on this, because, and so I I know we have to go to Winnipeg, and we're going to, but. Yeah. Like in, in America, like if where we were based, we were in the Southwest. So I'm always looking Native American, Spanish and Mexican and, you know, um, then and Portuguese and, you know, all of that. But come back east of this country, then it's Quaker. And like we went to places Quaker, like they don't even have there's no mm-hmm. paintings because they did mm-hmm. silhouettes because then it's not as egotistical, like mirrors are not allowed and like it's like this whole mm-hmm. other culture so what was it in canada in regards <laughs> to that religious side that you were it, talking about it's, that... it's similar there's sort of conservative mennonite uh, communities okay. that tend to be in the south of the province mm-hmm. um and they yeah again just and it's interesting you mentioned a church being on your tour because churches mm-hmm. are a few of the only places that have asked not, not to be on the tour not to be in the book so i you know mm-hmm. then respect respect the wish wishes but it's oh, wow. interesting a little bit Ooh. north of where the highway starts there's an area called the interlake because it's between lake winnipeg and lake manitoba and it has the highest uh population of icelandic settlers uh outside Ooh. of iceland and Ooh. they embrace ghost stories so there's many ghost stories from those farms from those rural communities but you travel Ooh. just an hour south and as I said, there may may be ghost stories. People might just not have been been willing to share them too with me. That, oh wow! You know, but that's that's interesting. It really <laughs> is because yeah, I mean, our experience with ghosts, like we rented on purpose a haunted cabin, and, and we haunted. thought and and we thought it was really funny to do because we were like, no, that's yes, you know. That doesn't you know. And the lady who lived in the cabin before was Native American, and she had a dead coyote head nailed to the front of the door to keep out evil spirits. And we thought, well, now that's she's from funny. Oklahoma, by the way, Roger. Yeah. Okay. So no, so we thought that's funny. And then so we moved in, and it was like what within 48 hours we're like uh oh <laughs> action i mean and i didn't even no. understand but actually the entire and, property and, the and entire property mind, was no and your mind is still uh uh-uh, uh no this is not happening even though you see it and you feel it and oh. it's there like no 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 uh uh-uh, uh see this got is, the no no yeah we got the no nos and then when we talked to the owner I saw a vision at night over my face and I have a cat sleeping with me who hisses and growls 
and leaves. So I'm thinking, okay, it's not just me. The cat's upset. I see this face. So I go the next morning to the landlord. I'm like, I know this is woo and crazy and stupid. And I show him, I dry, I, yeah, I'm an artist. So I draw a picture of it. And he goes, oh my God, that's my dad. And he's buried in the, on the property. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. wow. I'm so out. I'm so out of here. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> like, no, we, had, we actually had psychics go in there and there and it was an offshore gambling hall for the mafia. It yeah, also was part of a prostitution of... setup that was out there. Mm -hmm. It's also a Native American burial ground. And and anyway, that was just a crazy thing. I, I could go on and on on this property, but we experienced so much. And I think like, once Whoa. you are open to it, then and I wonder about that when you both were talking about your tours that you're going to get people that are opened up a little bit, you know. Yeah, you see it, a lot yeah. of skeptics. You see mm -hmm. uh, people that, uh, and, and there's some people that want my tour to be quote a paranormal tour with more equipment and all that. And I sometimes fringe, oh. fringe on that, mm -hmm. but I, mm -hmm. I don't. Uh, um, and I, some tours I've given have been a little bit more. Um, adventurous, let's just say. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, we talked about on the route Bell Star. You know, and I've, yeah. I've actually given a tour to Bell Star's grave in the middle of the night. Uh, cool. The famous woman outlaw, and uh, mm, had, that cool. was really a great tour. But um, one of the questions I have for Matthew is just writing about it. How do you? I mean, you wrote. I, I assume it's been a few years since you wrote these books, but I know writing is a big process, and uh, as you have. How did you get all these stories and what was the process like for you? Yeah, it that is sometimes the challenge. And I came about, I'd started doing the tours uh, first. Uh, and I would say mm -hmm. some is talking to people, talking to people who work in the buildings, live in the buildings, own the buildings. Mm -hmm. And for my books, I chose to only do uh, recognizable buildings or historic buildings because I read some ghost ones and People will talk about the haunted house or a haunted store or something. Yeah. And it it could be it could be Manitoba, it could be Oklahoma, it could be Louisiana, it could be anywhere because there's no mm -hmm. nothing to tie it to place. Right. So I right. talking to people is my main go, but since you can't obviously find all the stuff, but going through newspaper archives. Um, Ooh. And they've they've been publishing ghost stories. Again, mm. it's not like they're new. Um, you know, basically, uh, you know, since newspapers no. began, they <laughs> they would carry people talking about haunted houses. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Brand new. And there was the story of a haunted house when I think the city was only or the village was a year old. One of the houses was supposed to be haunted wow. already. Yeah. See, but don't you think so, kids also do uh, it? Like, you know, there's a house and you go, you know, a witch is in there. You know, how yeah. think we all that have that as kids. Like down the yeah, road, but, that's the witch's house, and it's it's you know it's the woman with the cats. Yeah. <laughs> no, but then but then is is the ghost attached to a house or a plot of land, like a physical place, or to a person? There's ghosts that are attached to roads, Nancy. There's like you know, look at what we're talking about with Glenn. Well, that was horsemen and all of that. Cemeteries, kind of stuff. they went. Yeah, yeah that's they, a physical they hang place. Out. 
They had like so if there's a car accident, the, the ghost will cross the bridge. I know at night I know. and freak so you out. So it's a physical Bridges. place, but not mm -hmm. a person. Like and there's trolls. Trolls yeah. do exist. Theaters is another one that has. Yeah. Oh, that's creepy. So you the think theater thing that, is creepy? So ghosts are attached to a physical place for whatever reason, not to a person. Well, supposedly, you know, um, and I'm sure Matthew oh, tells his thought, but I mean. A lot of it's the emotional thing, like a theater. There was so many different emotions, laughing, crying, different things there. Uh, a lot of people came and went through these things. So that's why supposedly, you know, uh, there's a lot of that. Hotels, oh. I mean, just think of all the different people and emotions. Oh, my gosh. I could do a whole show just on Actors and actresses who, who were semi-famous or not famous or thought they would be or disappointed. Mm. Nancy took emotions. a bath in the same bathtub as Clark yeah. Cable. I mean, you know. In Arizona, you know, oh, so did. Nancy, you well, he supposedly did. stayed on the route in uh, Carthage, Missouri. You can go to that. He's been around. Yeah. He had that no, affair that with that one around. lady. What's her name? But we he did. We stayed in what we were told was his the Clark place Gable. Where... Nancy, you got in his bathtub. I the know. Original and I was I was like, dude, this is too much fun. She she then, she bathed then, with him. That's it. I know. I was like, hi, baby. No, Nancy was one with. No. But okay, do you no. have that in Winnipeg? That did the Hollywood stars go up there? At all? Yeah, yes, we have had. Um, actually, Clark Gable was hunting oh. at. Uh, it would be little, little bit west where the highway is, but an area called Delta Marsh, and there's cool. supposed to be a ghost haunting the marsh, and there's a well-known hunting lodge <laughs> no that's haunted. No and Clark Gable stayed <laughs> stayed uh, in that He's area. Wow. He's all over the place. So you have a ghost in the Dude. marsh? See now that that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to haunt a marsh. I want I want to pick right. <laughs> See this is the thing. You know, if I don't go up or wherever we go, like I want to haunt some I, I want to hang out in nature. Like places. I want to be in the nature spot and then when people are being all quiet and going to watch the their bird and listening for the call and listen i bird watch so like any bird watcher knows i'm just being a real brat but like as they're getting their binoculars <laughs> out i just want to haunt them because it's funny no. and come into their binoculars and like go hoo -hoo. you know no, i don't know but why not like, haunt the people who are being loud and noisy haunting a marsh is pretty cool though i mean you could be a mist or something when so it's no one for I bird to watching too so i need to know other... about the ghost tell me about the ghost of the marsh i need to know i can't stand I it to, like, i, I love need to know it. So, so the marsh a couple different ghosts there's supposed to be one that's just what? a head <laughs> that's seen at the oh. marsh uh, no. so not not a whole operation just just a head uh which apparently oh, people have seen out again when it's misty or foggy uh coming out oh. from the marsh and oh, then at the hunting cool. lodge, um, a lot of just strange things have happened. People will, oh. uh, it was used as a research center for, for a while by one of the universities. Oh. And uh, one person, they were the only ones staying there that night and they'd gone to bed. And then they heard uh, a person come in with dogs and they didn't think anyone else was coming. And they heard this person go up the stairs and then oh. no one was there, but they could hear the person. They could hear their dogs. 
Mm. Um, and often people are getting these reports of the dogs or they, they would never find any paw prints though, but people would hear them barking, hear them going mm. around. Well, the previous mm. owner of the hunting lodge, um, who's actually sort of Canadian stereotype, he was a star hockey player, uh, back in the early, very early 1900s. He loved dogs and had a whole mm. bunch of dogs and there's a big pet cemetery next to this hunting lodge oh my god dude you know we used to live in kenya and kenya has like so many ghost stories because they just in the cemetery yeah it yeah and so you're inundated when you and so when we lived there like if you went to a cemetery and you didn't see mist coming out of one particular grave no, then there's you, there that you, you, there's something about the there's mist. something wrong with you. There is you know? something about this. I mean, do you, yeah. I mean, look, look, the only time I haven't seen mist is when I've seen a snake. It's either a snake <laughs> or a mist. Nice. Period. One of the <laughs> uh, one great story on the route and Route 66 uses it also, but about probably 10 miles off the Jefferson Highway route, not much more than that, if it, maybe closer mm. up in uh, northeast Oklahoma near the border but of Missouri is uh, the famous spook light, uh, mm-hmm. which is sometimes called the tri-state spook light, the Joplin spook light, whatever. It's been mm-hmm. going on for generations. People would wow. go out there, this road out there, um, people would go out there, they drive their cars in the middle of the night. Sometimes hundreds of people would show up out there and they would see this mysterious ball of light Sometimes Ooh. traveling down the road towards them, uh, wow. not in not in a normal manner, not just continually. It would kind of speed up and slow down and different things like that. There's been books. It was real. I'm going to talk about real early books. I'm talking about books mm. maybe the 1920s or 30s written on where yeah. to go out, where to go out and see this mm. book light and. It mm-hmm. is, uh, it's just part of the lore that area. You can still go there today. Some people still go there to try to find the spook light, uh, for which has been this part of that area's history for wow. generations. So, wow, um, I just want some of what they were drinking. I know, we, we yeah, we, we used to have a, well, you can imagine, I'm sure there were some dates, uh, <laughs> ladies that brought out on dates or different uh, teenagers having fun. That you know, that's what yeah, let's, let's go see the spook fight tonight. Oh, see, yeah. I know, right? And then the girls no, are like, I'm gonna hold on to your arm, yeah. <laughs> oh, I want to ask you, Matthew, do you get that on your tours where people like the girls are like, Come on, I'm gonna hold your arm, I'm getting scared. Mm-hmm. You know, like our first date thing, you go on a ghost walk. That's it. That's the perfect first date. It's, I think. it's funny you mention it because literally a couple couple nights ago, I was doing a, a bike tour, which I do not too many, but a few a year, like haunted bike tours. And oh, a cool. person was on the tour and she said, oh, um, she said something said about, you know, going home uh, to her husband and said, actually, you were our first date on your walking tour several years previous so wow. i thought that was kind of oh, cool kind of neat so i think i think yeah a lot of people do it's you get all different mixtures families tourists mm. yeah as you said people on dates groups of groups of friends like you know students coming out well, the well, really I think you do bike tours because i've done that also and uh, I, I think the my bu- most favorite I, tours 
the bike tour mm. thing is really cool and i think it's it's really growing in in different areas of the country and in, and obviously in winnipeg but i have to tell you this is the best bike thing in winnipeg and i can't give out the name or anything but we know somebody in winter <laughs> that turned their bicycle into a cooler scooter and so they it. it was it's a it's a bicycle that has a cooler on it and goes from house to house and everybody gets happy that's what i'm just gonna say like it's a it's a it's a it's a beer delivery service and that's all yeah. i can say that's, that's the, what's the weather up there like yeah really you need it though when yeah, it snows it, there the, the winters are the winters are tough here uh yeah. october's not always too bad it tends to be mm. and now i'm trying to think as the in Fahrenheit, so I'm used to Celsius, but a little bit above oh, freezing. Probably, probably say in the 40s and 50s, especially near the end of October, which sometimes we'll get a warmer day. Um, yeah. so not not too, too bad for two hours. Isn't it but, funny that we have Fahrenheit and centigrade? I mean, yeah. like you're just you're just up the road from us. Like it's it's like it's so funny how well, we have a, all it's these. It's about yeah. the British and the Americans. When yeah, the Americans yeah. decided we didn't want the British to tell how, us what to do, we changed how, everything. How did how did Winnipeg? I'm just going like Canada feel about the passing of the Queen. Like that had to be something for Canada. Oh, oh for sure, it was a huge, and I think just mm-hmm. historically because she's our head of yeah. state, and people sometimes realize. It's not the Queen of England in charge of Canada. She's the Queen right. of Canada. Her title is Queen of Canada. Oh, oh wow. no way. Yeah. I didn't know that. She, yeah, she is our head of state. So it's really? oh, yeah, very, very big uh, story here. And the wow. monarchy is part of our constitution here. Um, wow. So it would, I would have, in fact, they said it would probably be harder for Canada to not have the queen than it would be for Great Britain. And she That's she visited that. there. She visited no there several times, correct? Yeah. Yeah, many, yeah, yeah. Yeah, many times. Uh she yeah. visited Manitoba. Huh. Uh, okay, speaking of England, I want to go back That's... to Marlboro because okay, we have the Marlboro man in in huh. you know Sunset Strip. Um no, dude. That's the only thing it's that was not... left with Nancy when we went to the Sunset Strip like a like a long time ago and Nancy grew up out in that area in, in Los Angeles, yeah. but and that was the only thing that remained the Marlboro man, you know, cigarette yeah. wise. And it's spelled differently than the Marlboro hotel that you're talking about. But that Marlboro, I mean, that's a British name. So I, I do want to, you know, go to Glenn, our friend in England, and see what we can connect with this. And and he's going to be called upon on well, Jefferson one, one Highway. Connect, so. One connection uh, comes is uh, uh, the original Winnie the Pooh is from uh, Winnipeg, right? Yeah. No yeah, way! Oh, come on, you don't have pro- poo over there. You don't probably the most poo. famous Winnipegger. <laughs> it was a Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, it was a soldier had a pet no bear that he named after his hometown, and when he was being deployed, uh, I guess he donated it or lent it to the to the London Zoo, and then that's where it was discovered and became part of the story. The so yeah. It's probably our the most famous son. celebrity. So you said poo from Canada to England. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I was going to say, you know, it was like in that. the England, it was in the zoo there. And, yeah. and that's where he, uh, the stories were written for his son. That's funny. Yeah. And uh, there's a statue in Winnipeg of him, if I remember right. Oh, we have, to, we have to follow up on this story for yeah, sure. It's now, a good, what it's about, a great story. 
Winnie the Pooh. Do you know who the Marlboros were, though? I'm going going to leave the Pooh alone for a second. (laughs) I'll talk about Pooh all day. No, I'm centered on the Pooh. I'm sorry. I'm childish. (laughs) I'm so childish. But Matthew, the Marlboros, who were the Marlboros? Like, why was the hotel named it? It was named. Is it a family um, name? No, it was. You were correct with it going back to to England. It's actually an ancestor of of mm-hmm. churchill um yeah i'm trying to remember but yeah he was a british basically a british lord and i think it's just the mm-hmm. strong connection initially they were calling it uh the olympia hotel but then i think they wanted mm-hmm. a name that was going to stand out a little bit more that people would maybe be able to uh to remember better oh listen the olympia that would have been olympia oh. dukakis and that would like tie to natchitoches no. louisiana because no. she acted in steel oh. magnolias in natchitoches no. i'm just saying i'm no. just bringing that for sorry but, no, no. But, okay but we're gonna have to sorry. do some of this stuff i'm serious we're gonna we're gonna start tying all this history together on these you know that's what's so cool about this highway you're connected to louisiana and and, yeah. and isn't that amazing in a, a way when you think about your history um that you know families from winnipeg you know you guys it's time for you to leave <laughs> it's getting cold what? you need to come south i'm just saying matthew <laughs> I, I would love saying? to get louisiana's i haven't made it there yet but that one i definitely would like to get it's to. time I, it's time hmm. it's gonna get cold you need yes, to go <laughs> our winters i love this city but the winters are are a challenge yeah, I remember when i told you lisa the original one of the original uh, marketing pieces is summer some summer mm. somewhere in the jefferson highway you know, always so yeah. you just gotta pick when it is right now it's not in it's not in winnipeg right now. yeah, yeah. Our, our summers are are amazing here it's usually not are. too hot occasionally occasionally yes, it gets are. a little hot but usually in the 70s and 80s and sunny so i have to tell you my my grandparents my grandmother half sister came from winnipeg yeah and she used to tell me stories all the time about winnipeg so i think we're gonna have to come up yeah yeah well we're gonna go go. it's the highway See, this is yeah. what it is, Roger. You know what? I have to tell you this, Roger. It's family whole, connections. We end up in places that we didn't realize we we have family, like history. Yeah, and it, it, we just it. end up in the most oddest places across the country that people go, why are you there? I'm like, well, we, because we always see the, we always find something that's cool, no matter what. I don't care where. Oh, There's yeah. something cool. And we'll always find it. And people are like, well, why the heck are you there? And we're like, I don't know. And then later we'll find out we have family ties, which I think when you talk about ghosts and stuff, it's weird. How is that? How is it that you're drawn to that? So I think there is a DNA thing. And when you look at the highway and families driving up and down since 1916 or yeah, right. 1916 that, I mean, that's, that's, um, that's, over a hundred years of family history. And I think it's really cool because the kids learned something about road tripping and it wasn't road tripping with fancy hotels. And some of them were camping. Some of them were staying in fancy old, like the historic hotels we're talking about and getting spooked at night by ghosts, which is cool and headless horsemen and whatever. I don't know, but you know, it's cool. This is really cool history. So everyone's history 
of these travelers going up and down that corridor. Your family history is there and you need to go back and redo that. You need to reconnect because your DNA does it. And I'm not getting woo-woo, but I'm getting woo-woo on you. Go reconnect (laughs) with your family history and see if your family did it. Because I bet you they did. Some somebody from Oklahoma, maybe Rogers family went to Winnipeg, you know. You never but the know thing until is, you dig into your roots. People kind of feel history is boring because when you're in high school, at least when I was in high school, the most boring thing to me was history. That's why we have and, Matthew and, and Roger. And, and, and no, and that was on the teachers and how they just sat there with the nose in the book and read stuff. Yeah, Matthew, and don't tell me you're a history teacher and going to yell no. at us later, right? <laughs> no, but no, but they, <laughs> no. Didn't, they didn't make it come alive. But yeah. later on in life, when I started going and traveling, travel is such a great thing because then you start learning about things. You'd be standing at somebody's gravesite or you'd be looking in an art place with pictures and paintings and stuff. And then you start to put history together in your mind. And you realize how, number one, how important it is and how much it means to you when you embrace it. But you had to get out of, at least for my generation, you had to get out of the history class. Sorry, teachers back then, but dudes, seriously. um, What should have been exciting should not be a teacher reading from a book when the nose in the book and never making it come alive should not mm. be that way. And so if your history teachers like that, don't take it like that's history. Move, that's go, not, travel, that, go travel, go travel, go travel, go travel, go see, go experience, even in your own neighborhood, go travel in your own neighborhood. Yeah. Go look at the architecture history. of a house. All Absolutely. these historic all these, you know, homes on historic registers, you have that in Winnipeg too. I, I, it's like so weird, Matthew. We're talking to you like you're like in this really crazy, far out, foreign country, and you're just a, like Sorry. you are on our doorstep, you know. Um, but, but do you have like a historic register of like of we, homes? Yeah, we. Too? You can have like national historic sites, and then there's also sometimes provincial or, or city designation. So similar program, little. little you're bit so different. British. But so, yes, <laughs> and and Winnipeg, I would also say, is very British too. In Canada, there's a strong connection, <laughs> sort of, to those traditions here that you might not have uh, the same in other parts of Canada. So, oh uh, well, thank you so much for joining us. We're so glad you joined and come back again, please. We want to yes, dig into your your books too, and come back on any show of ours and the highway. We we you know. If you're going to go to Winnipeg, you've got to call Matthew. So give everybody your website again so that they can connect. Um, I know you do most of your walks. Uh, it's winnipegghostwalk.com, right? Yeah, that that's, part? yeah. Yeah, that's the website, winnipegghostwalk.com. And they can find the books are Haunted Winnipeg and Haunted Manitoba, uh, which cool. they can either find Great Plains Publishing is who puts them out. and But I believe they are available online. Uh, probably a little easier in Canada, but I know they were. Uh, they were carried in the U.S. for a bit too. So, Ooh, awesome to do that. So when we when we come up there, you'll take us on a ghost walk. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. how cool! We're coming. We're 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 going up 
like because we're going to do the whole highway so roger's going to get sick of us because we're going to knock on his door too so <laughs> roger yeah, he's gonna um, get really you know what you're doing with the highway is so cool and we're so excited because we're really you know we've got a couple trips outside of the highway but like really our lives are going to be dedicated to the highway for quite a while and I don't see why not because like there's so much and when I with Nancy so Nancy and I started like working mm -hmm. on this guide and mm -hmm. it's not online yet but everybody you'll be able to see it soon and then I realized you know we talk about this mm -hmm. three-hour corridor off the highway like you know if you're gonna drive from Winnipeg to New Orleans or do you can do it piecemeal whatever you want right there's this three hours within it's a life I journey. didn't realize how much we have done off the highway. And I mean, I, there's so much and it's insane. Like, it's so mm -hmm. cool. I I mean, do you know that sliced bread comes from Missouri <laughs> just off of the highway? It. I mean, I just think everybody should know that. Like somebody created like, hey, everything. Uh, Winnie like the Pooh comes from Winnipeg. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I know. It's so I, I mean, know that. And, That's so cool. That connects you to England with Pooh. I mean, come on. I mean, this stuff, this is this connection. And when you do these routes, and I, I just, it, there's something that opens your eyes and ears and your senses when you do these kind of things. And that's why we, we travel full time is because you get sucked into a crazy vortex. And Roger and Arlene, who introduced us to Roger, um, you both need to be spanked because now like this is our oh, hello. doubt no i mean it like in a fun way you know you guys really have sucked us into this and um so thank you because no, it's going to be the rest of our life <laughs> it's a highway up and down i know it and so matthew we'll be seeing you and we're going to be finally seeing our friends over in winnipeg too but um yeah, we're coming to see you. We want to walk the streets of Winnipeg. I never thought I was going to say that, but we want to walk the streets of Winnipeg <laughs> and look for ghosts. So hopefully that will be soon, hey, we got, sooner than we later. Have, we have relatives up there. Yes, for, I know. for sure. It's a really neat city. So I, I do recommend, some people would say come in the winter, but I recommend spring, summer, or fall. So. Yeah. I'm not driving we through the snow they, to get there. Okay. I'm the not doing that. We know the yeah. winters are, you know. I have learned how to shovel snow and ice and all of that. And mm. I don't really want to do that again. So, <laughs> you know, this is the reason why the highway works. Yes. You come south at this time of year. You know, this is the time for you to come down to, you know, Louisiana. I'm just saying, mm -hmm. Matthew, yeah. there's a lot of ghosts in New Orleans for you to mm. check oh, out. Oh, no, for sure. As I said, Man, it's on, got in on New Orleans ghosts. And you've got to go see Roger. Yeah. You know, yeah. you got to go see Roger okay. and he'll take you to Bell Stars gravesite. Yeah, that'd be. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. You've got to take us to the gravesite. Okay, we're going to yeah. oh, see yeah. you soon. We'll go there. It's going to be sooner than you think. And by the way, I think Nancy and I are going to actually make it to the Christmas festival in Natchitoches, Louisiana. Okay. Is right. that cool or what for New Year's? I think it's going to happen this year. So, or New Year, however you want to put it. So that's very cool. Everyone, uh, we want to thank the Natchitoches uh, CVB. Uh, you know, Arlene, she comes on our show. We do a show actually recording on the show date for her. Um, every uh, second Tuesday, we have our Natchitoches Louisiana show but um everybody 
go to Natchitoches.com and that's N-A-T-C-H-I-T-O-C-H-E-S.com. Uh, I wish I, you know, it was easier to spell out, but it's a very historic name and it's a very historic place. It is the oldest settlement in the Louisiana Purchase. So check it out and keep up with the Jefferson Highway. Encourage people to become members. It's very cheap. I'm sorry. I didn't mean it cheap, Roger. It's really. I understand. You know what I mean? It's cost effective. It is uh, something to keep an association going and for keeping you connected on the highway. You get newsletters. It's very cool. And if you are in the tourism industry in any way, shape or form, you should be part of it and start getting into the signage program and be part of that and have it on, you know, markers in your downtown. Like, seriously, um, Matthew, can can we call people in Winnipeg now? Like, seriously, have Jefferson Highway markers like for uh, the ghosts to be, know to hang out. I think that'd you know? be a great idea for sure. Wouldn't you? Yeah. I mean, seriously, we need to have highway markers like it was back in 1915, and we need to revive this 100. percent I think so, when you and I travel the whole route, they we should have markers. Well, we have yes. uh, we have a new signage program. It's Okay. We're, we're working on it. it's on our website. Um, awesome. But uh, we're we have we have a few communities that have gone into it. Of course, some states in Iowa has the whole route march, and Oklahoma will have the whole route march next year. So. Okay. Yeah, so well, we're just going to put a sign out that go, Lisa and Nancy were here. We're trying yeah. to get. So- we're trying to make sure that they are uh, <laughs> somewhat. Uh, Similar, you know, yeah, yeah, it has to, yeah, so everybody knows, like Route 66, it's got to be concurrent, yeah, Yeah. absolutely. So, Jefferson, Jefferson Highway.org, everybody is the website for the association, they're doing a great job, and they really have a cool map. Go there, be part of it, whether you're a traveler or a CVB destination, an author, what you know, go be part of it because, um, really, this is something. We can all be part of. It's an exciting time to be part of a revival of a highway. I mean, think about what Route 66 is today. Mm -hmm. And and it took a long time to get it back on the, on. you know, it was there, it kicked butt. Of course, again, wars happen, things happen in life, right? And then it got revived and it's like one of the most traveled routes in America. And this highway connects us to Matthew with ghosts in hotels and you know the cooler scooter i'm <laughs> just saying we could be but, going to winnipeg to new orleans in one trip or break it up so this is one of those motto. iconic things we need, we need a motto well it is like it, get your kicks on route 66 we need a motto for the highway. roger's gonna give us the songs for all of this when we see him in oklahoma very soon okay. but um we're gonna do this so everybody keep up with this get on it get part of it start traveling it experiencing it uh jefferson highway has an amazing facebook group a discussion group be part of that follow their page uh just type in jefferson highway on facebook you're on instagram now right that's the other thing you're on instagram so keep up with them there um when you start let me just say it's the most beautiful rabbit hole you'll ever go down so check it out and keep up with us at bigblendradio.com. We're here every fourth Thursday with uh, the Jefferson Highway Association. And Roger, thank you, Roger. Always. Thank you. 
Thank you, old thank ladies. You. Thank you, Matthew. Yeah, thank you, Matthew. Thank you for joining. Matthew, we, we will see you. We're, we're going to come see you. Yes, well, thanks. Thanks for having me. And I'd, yeah, I'd love to show you around. So. Oh, cool. my gosh. And we're, we're, I want your books. I want your books. I want to get all into, you know, every single ghost. Like, I want to know about it. Um, really, what you're doing is cool because you're getting people involved in history and having a good time when they travel. That's like the perfect blend sorry i had to say blend um it is perfect and roger thank you for what you do with the highway and the highway association everyone uh the highway association will be having their uh conference coming up uh in mason city right am i right mason city mason iowa? city iowa yes uh, uh june of next year and uh we uh, pro probably should have registration up in a uh, month or two and uh, it's going to be a really special conference. Okay, so I'm going to, you know, I love to close with music. And so I ventured a little bit further than I should to a little bit of uh, Virginia borderlines and New Jersey because we want to play a song called Indrid Cold. Now, Matthew, have you heard about Indrid Cold, the smiling man that meets not... people on highways? I don't think so, actually. Oh, okay. So this gets a little paranormal. Have you heard about Indrid Cold, Roger? No. Okay. He's the Mothman. He's the Smiling Man. And this is a legend that's been off of the highways for years. And he meets people and he just has this big smile. And he pulled over a salesman one night and gave him the smile. And mm. the salesman who said, like, this is an other planetary person, and um, his wife thought he was nuts. And um, it was an alien. Or maybe not. Maybe it was just a smiling man. But we'll find out. Take a listen to Indrid Cold. This is from Johnny Master and the Mama's Boys. But it is about a true legend of Indrid Cold. Take a look. Google him up. Look up the Mothman. Uh, but here it is. Indrid Cold. Uh, Never Trust the Living is the album. You can also listen to that song, which would be appropriate. But Johnny Master and the Mama's Boys are from New Orleans, which is, of course, on the Jefferson Highway. So take a listen. Thank you, guys. <laughs> 